Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck, a retired accountant turned truck driver. I reduced my debt in a relatively short period of time. Debt reduction to achieve financial freedom takes commitment, confidence, determination. Tracking for a budget. How to set up tracking categories to be in same order of the budget. The tracking program has categories lists different than the budget categories. I found a way to make these match to make budgeting easier. And what is the number one thing keeping most people from building wealth, which we're going to talk about later on in this episode. Just a little tip at towards the end of the episode. I don't have any links in my show notes, but if you'd like to contact me, I have my email address in my show notes. If you have questions or have anything you want me to talk about, just send me an email on me may be able to make it into an episode sometime in the future. So what I'm talking about tracking, tracking is the lifeblood of your personal finance. It's a program or an app program that you can enter your information in. And I recommend you enter the information in and don't link it to your bank accounts because the purpose of tracking is for you to be aware of where your money is going and where it's coming from. Now, most people probably know where it's coming from, but you put in all your income and you put in all your expenses or all everything that you buy throughout the month, month in and month out. Now, it's also your checking account, your savings account, and all your credit cards, everything that you use to buy things where you're spending money is in this app. So you can see the detail of the money. And within the app, there is a section called categories because when you enter a transaction into your checking account, for instance, you know, you put the date, who it's to and what it's for. Well, what it's for is a category the dollar amount, and you can write yourself a note, a memo, whatever. It's the same as in the olden days, we used to call it a check register, but it's for everything. It's for all your credit cards. If you have a line of credit on your home that you use on a regular basis, that should be included in there so that you know where all your money is going. And you know where all your money is coming from. So that's the general idea of an app. Now, when I do a budget, I my budget is set up first, income at the top, which is the same in your app. You got your income. You can set it up for your particular situation. I use paycheck for my uh, my income from work. I have a government uh, pension that's not Social Security. I have that in there. I have Social Security in there. You can also include rental income, any purchase returns where you're getting money back, bonus, interest, dividend income, everything, income at the top. And that's pretty much going to be the same in your budget. 
So if you already have a tracking app and you're setting up your budget the first time, make it the same order as your tracking app. Now, what I'm talking about is you, once you get some information in there, at least 30 days worth of information, you go to reports, you do a transaction report by category and you total it by income and expense and you include every category in every account. So it'd be your checking account, all your savings accounts, all your checking account, uh, your credit cards. So it gone to give you the total number of what you spent for each particular category. Now, the problem is on my budget, I have it set up by needs first. So you got the income, that's pretty much the same. Then I have housing, transportation, food. After that, I have uh, loans or credit cards, savings. Those are all needs. And after that, I have wants. Shopping, whether it's general merchandise or for a hobby, you know, for my podcast, kind of like a business, I treat that. That's a want. And I have it separated out like that in my budget. But when I create a report, a category report, it's not in the same order. So now when I'm going to enter it in my budget, I'm going to housing. Well, that's in two different places. I got housing in one place and then I got my bills and utilities is in another place. So I'm always moving around. So what I wanted to do is group my categories in my tracking app to match or closer match my categories in my budget spreadsheet. So that's the purpose of this. And the reason you do that is to make it easier for you to update your dollar amounts. Because if you're doing a budget on the current month, every payday, if you get paid every week, every payday, after entering all your income and all your expenses that you've did for the particular week, get everything up to date, generate yourself a report by category, and then you put that in your budget for the actual amount for the current month. So you can look at what's going on. What's your budgeted column? What's your actual? Is it coming to zero? Are you already over? If you're in your second or third week, are you over the category? What cost it? Maybe you need to increase your budget dollar amount because you don't quite have it right yet. Whatever the case. So in order to do that and be more efficient, if your reports line up closer together, it makes a whole lot easier. Okay, so when I'm looking at my in my uh, app, I use countabout.com. It's easy to learn, easy to use, easy to update, easy to customize. And it's uh, less than $10 a year and it's inexpensive. So if you're struggling to pay off debt and you need an app and you want not spend a lot of money, this is one for you. Count about. It has, when you open it up, a category list. If you click on the little gear in the upper right hand corner where it says category list over to the right, click on that. It pops up a screen 
where you can add categories, add transactions. You can add a Schedule C. You can add a Schedule E for those of you who are self-employed. You can do edits. You can do bulk, uh, bulk edits. You can bulk edit descriptions. You can do all kinds of stuff. And once you've been using it for a year, you can remove those categories that you don't use to get them out of the way to clean it up. But there's a lot of restrictions to that. So what I wanted to do is get this closer. So it's, it's in alphabetic order. So it started out auto and transportation. Well, auto is A, so it's at the top. But in my needs, is my second major category called transportation. So the first thing I go do is you click on the wheel where it says auto and transportation is a little wheel or gear. Click on that, select edit, and under on this says parent category name, it'll say auto and transportation. Just re, just change it to transportation. So now your name is matching up, and it will move from A down to a T. So it's in alphabetical order. But then that moves it way down the list. But it's the second item on my list. But my first item item is housing, which it doesn't didn't have a category housing. It says house. So I did the same thing. I went to that category. I clicked on it and I changed the name for the parent's name to housing. Now it's matching. The names are matching. It had everything in there except for utilities. Utilities was up above under B's because they named it bills and utilities. So it was a B, so it was up high on the list. So how did I fix that? Well, the first thing I did was under housing, I added a new category and called it utilities and made it a sub account or made, made it, yeah, a sub-account of housing. So housing's the parent, utility is the sub. I did that. So I created a new category. And then I went up above were the detail, and the detail would be electric, home phone, internet, mobile phone, natural gas, trash. So what I did, I went up where it was, and I did an edit, and I changed it from subcategory of bills and utilities, I changed it to subcategory of utilities. And then that moved it down as a subcategory of utilities, which was a subcategory of housing. So when I got that all done, I now I have housing and it's say it says furnishing, home improvements, home insurance, services, supplies. This is a home lawn and garden, mortgage and rent. Now, the, for the purpose of this tracking, you don't care, it's the mortgage payment or the rent payment you make. So if you have a mortgage loan, you don't need to put in all the detail of the loan for this particular purpose. You just want to post the payment that you're making and property tax. If your mortgage payment has an escrow and you're paying the principal and interest, you're paying real estate taxes and you're paying homeowners insurance all in one payment, just name it that and pay it all. Because the idea here is we want to see if 
you're paying the same amount month in and month out. We're budgeting for that amount. We don't care how much of it is principal. We don't care how much is insurance or real estate tax or interest. We're just grouping it all together. And then under utilities, we have electric, home phone. We got all those. So when you post a payment or a transaction for, say, when you're paying for your monthly electric bill, get utilities and you make sure it goes to electric. You don't post anything directly to the parent account. So you got electric is the subcategory of utilities. So utilities is the parents for electric, home phone, internet, etc. I hope you get the gist. So we do that. So now it's still all in alphabetical order, but it's least grouped together in the same grouping as my spreadsheet. So I got utilities grouped together under housing. And I did the same thing with auto or transportation. I made sure everything related to transportation got grouped to transportation, but it was still all over the places. Still, when I did a report, I still had stuff above it, below it. It wasn't exactly, it was grouped together nicely now, which is step one. Now, how can I get this in order the same order as my spreadsheet for my budget. And the only thing you have to do is go in to your parent category called housing because, you know, we have income that's first and that's at the top. That's where we want it. Housing is the second category. So we want that second. So what I did was going down, found housing to the parent for the whole thing I did an edit and under the name in front of housing I put a1 I actually put a-1 they could just put a1 then for transportation I put a2 so forth and so on a3 a4 for all my needs and then my wants I, I categorize those as b so my first one, and I did this in order of my spreadsheet, B1, B2, B3. Now when I print out a transaction record, report by category, it comes out almost exactly like my spreadsheet. It is very close. Now I can go down through there, enter my numbers. Now I'm not looking all over the place. I can just go from top to bottom of my report. Enter it in my spreadsheet, housing, I go to next tab, transportation, I go to next class, tab for food, next tab for credit cards, et cetera, down the line. So it's much easier to enter it. And this is important because the easier you make it on yourself, the better off you're going to be, the more you're going to be doing it. And the more you do it, the more you know, the more you know, the better off you're going to be. When I come back, I'm going to tell you the number one thing that keeps most people from building wealth. I'll be back in one moment with my final thoughts. If you're interested in learning about an online software that helped myself get out of debt, it does tracking, budgeting, and keeps track of all your assets and all your debt. It even tells you how much and when 
to transfer money into your savings account and how much and when to transfer money to your debt and which debts to pay off in order first. It's not cheap. It's a one-time payment, but it will definitely be an investment, something in yourself, and an investment in your personal financial life. If you're interested, send me an email at reducedebtincreasewealth at gmail.com and I'll send you the information about this online software that worked great for me. Okay, I hope the beginning of this helped you. Most programs that you use for tracking, you can customize. And that's all I did with my category listing. I put my category list in closer order of where my budget spreadsheet was set up. The same particular order. I have tabs. I have a my budget spreadsheet. I have a tab for housing, a tab for transportation, you know, all the different categories I have tabs for. So I can just click on the tab, my printout of my from my transaction from my tracking app is in the similar order. I can go from top to bottom of my report, enter my numbers, and everything's up to date. I can see what's going on. That's why I call the budget your control center. You can see what's going on as the month goes out throughout the month. And if you get off track, you can make an adjustment immediately. You can adjust your spending to get yourself back on track or to stay on track. That's the idea of staying on top of your personal finances. At the beginning, I said I was going to give you the number one thing, keeping most people from building wealth or keeping people living paycheck to paycheck when they really don't have to. But before that, there are some bad habits we all get into. And I'm guilty of this also. And the first bad habit that everybody must change is you pay yourself last. That is incorrect. Every payday, you should set aside a percentage of your income into your savings account. You got to start paying yourself first. 10%, 5%, 15%, whatever it is, do it when you receive your money and it's deposited in your checking account, transfer it to your savings account. And the easy way to do that is set up an automatic transfer so it just happens. And once it's out of your checking account, you most likely won't spend it. Remember, you can only make six withdrawals a month from your savings account. So if you put too much in there and you have to move it back, you can only do that six times or the bank's going to charge you a penalty. They're going to start charging you a fee to withdraw money from your savings. That's not the bank's rule. That's the FDIC. It's the federal rule for savings accounts. So quit doing that. The second thing is everybody, we get too comfortable with having bad debt. Bad debt is credit cards. We get comfortable with having 
two or three credit cards that we're carrying a balance on. And that's bad news. That is keeping you poor. That's keeping you from living paycheck to paycheck. That is a bad thing. And if you listen to this podcast, you probably already realize that and you're working on ways to get out from under it. I commend you. That's a good thing. It's not necessary a spending problem. It could just be a habit. You just got used to having bad debt and you just, you, that's a, you can't get used to it. You got to get rid of it. Another thing we do is we start saving too late in life. Saving, my, I mean investing. You got to start investing earlier in life. And I know if you're already 50 years old, you can't start any earlier. But if you haven't started yet, you need to start as, as soon as possible. The earlier you start investing, the less amount of money you need to set aside and the more money you're going to have 20 and 30 years down the road because of compounding. You're going to buy something, an investment at today's price and guaranteed it's going to be cheaper today than it is five or 10 years down the road in the, in the future. So if it goes, if it continuing going up in value and cost what you have to pay for it, when you go to sell it, you'll have more money. Pretty simple. Plus, you can start reinvesting all the dividends and incomes you're getting from your investments, and that and compounds it and speeds up how much money you have. You hear those statements where somebody saved, I've saved $2 million for retirement. The reality of it, if they started young, they didn't save $2 million. They have $2 million for retirement. They might have saved $75,000 or $100,000 and it compounded grew into $2 million. That's why I say the earlier start, the less you can do, the less dollar amounts you can do for longer term, the more you're going to have down the road. And there's plenty of people talking about this, but that is another thing that's keeping people from building wealth. And the number one item that's keeping most people from building their wealth, and it's probably most likely keeping them living paycheck to paycheck, is having a brand new automobile or vehicle payment. I saw on YouTube where somebody went around an office and asked everybody how much their car payment was. And it was like $1,300, $1,445, $1,200, Anything over $800 a month is way too much. I've said before, do not buy a brand new vehicle. I know today that used car prices are way up because there's a shortage of new automobiles. So that's driving the price of used automobiles up. But eventually that will start leveling off and start coming down. So instead of paying $75,000 for a brand new vehicle, which six months later it's only going to be worth $55,000 and you're going to owe $60,000 on it, 
so you can't get out from under it because you owe more than what the vehicle's worth. Now, this is example only. Buy a used vehicle where you pay 40000 for it. 40000 is a whole lot less than 75000 and you'll be able to pay off that loan sooner because it's less. You can put a bigger down payment, making your payment lower. So now you're only paying $600 a month instead of $1,400 a month. That's $800 more you have in your budget to save, pay all your needs, and do a little bit of your wants and get you keep your debts under control. I was surprised to hear that. I think the nowadays in 2023, and this is early 2023, the average automobile loan is somewhere around seven to $800, which is way too much. I would shoot for buying a used vehicle, a small one, that's that's easy on gasoline that I mean what's the purpose of it it's get you from home to work to home to store to home to work you don't need a big expensive vehicle to do that it's reality people don't spend all your income on a vehicle on an item that's gonna go down in value and gonna wear out and cost you money to maintain it You need to save that money and put it somewhere where you can make money. And another item that people fail at is making their money work for them. You got to put your money into a savings. You build it up. Once you get a a money that's liquid at your local bank, then once you exceed your dollar amount of that, Let's say three thousand, because you started out building up your emergency fund a thousand. Now we have it up to three, but we have six. That extra four thousand or three to four thousand, you need to put into a high yield savings or find a money market account that's gonna pay a higher rate of interest. Granted, it's not gonna be more than the inflation amount we're dealing with today but four percent interest on money is a whole lot better than one tenth of one percent or one half of one percent that you're getting at your local bank so make your money work for you look for opportunities to be get your money working the more your money works the less you have to work i'll put it that way I hope this this episode was helpful. Remember, I have my email address and my show notes. If you want to make comments or ask me a question or anything, send me an email. I'd be glad to respond. And if I get something with multiple people asking for the same thing, I'll do an episode on that subject.